Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host Dave Elliott and on this episode I'm chatting with the actress Catherine McNamara about her new film, Untitled Horror Movie. Catherine you will probably know as Mia from the CW series Arrow, Claire Frey on the supernatural drama Shadowhunters, or Sonya in the Maze Runner film series. More recently she has appeared in the CBS adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand and now reteams with her Shadowhunters castmate Luke Baines in this wonderfully fun film. Untitled Horror Movie is described as a comedy about making a horror movie from Nick Simon, the director who bought you the 2017 film Truth or Dare. When six co-stars learn their hit TV show is about to be cancelled, they decide to shoot their own horror movie. After all, how hard can it be? Stuck for a plot, they unintentionally summon a demonic spirit with an affinity for violence that starts picking them off one vapid actor at a time. The film stars Luke Baines and Catherine McNamara from Shadowhunters, Claire Holt from The Vampire Diaries, Emmy Raver Lampman from The Umbrella Academy, Darren Barnett from Never Have I Ever, and Tim Granaderos from 13 Reasons Why as the main six actors. There are also a few other familiar faces such as Carl Penn, Aisha Tyler, Kevin Daniels, Leslie Kahn and uh, Son Capilla who also pop up in the movie. Written by Starlick Baines and Nick Simon the director, the entire movie was shot during the pandemic by the actors in their own homes with them doing their own lighting, their own makeup and their own stunts as well. Nick describes the film as part ghost movie, part self-aware comedy and part deranged Gen Z satire which I think sums it up pretty nicely. It's a tremendously fun and entertaining watch and you can go find out more about it by going to untitledhorror.com for more information if you'd like to hear more behind the scenes interviews don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast by searching for geek town radio this also gives you our weekly geek town radio podcast which brings you all the latest tv filming and gaming news you can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and all the latest uk and us tv premiere dates here's the interview with Catherine mcnamara Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm very, very well, thanks. Watched the movie last night. Really enjoyed it. It's such a fun film. Um, Thank you. We had a lot of fun making it. Yeah, it looks like you did. How was it um, coming to the film and how did you get involved with it? I got involved because of two of my favorite human beings on this planet, uh, Luke Baines and Nick Simon, who I've been friends with for years, co-writers, Nick's our director. It was such a fun process. You know, we were all at a point where we were in a really heavy quarantine and lockdown and all of these things and just starved for 
not only social interaction, but some sort of creative productivity. And this provided the perfect opportunity to go, you know what? We have a lot of constrictions right now, but let's just see. Let's do an experiment. We have the time. Let's see if we can make a movie. And we have a great script, so let's go for it. And that, I think, is the magic of Untitled Horror Movie, is that all of us were so committed and so willing to just dive in and try. Yeah, I mean, what were your first thoughts really coming to this sort of project? Because you suddenly kind of told, okay, we're going to make a movie. It's in the middle of the pandemic, but you're going to have to do all your own lighting, your own makeup, your own filming. (laughs) So how was that? Yeah, Um, I mean, look, it was simultaneously the most exciting and the most terrifying experience I've had in a long time. Um, Just given that, you know, I've I've always had a healthy respect for the crews on sets and what they do and, and the amount of tech technical ability and knowledge that they have in order to do their job. Um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with some really amazing crews that have taught me a lot over the years, but there's a big difference between looking at something and understanding it versus practically doing it yourself um, by yourself. But, you know, all the thanks to that goes to Kevin Duggan, who is our incredible director of photography, who talked six actors via Zoom through lighting and sound and transferring data and all of the myriad of things that we had to do. But, you know, I think all of us simultaneously were a bit terrified that we'd be the one to ruin the movie. (laughs) Thankfully, (laughs) that didn't happen. No mishaps, no kind of lost footage somewhere. <laughs> Not that I know of. I think, you know, because Kevin was going, have you pressed record? Are you recording sound? Did you stop it? <laughs> How much memory do you have? How's the battery level? <laughs> Simultaneously, while we're all doing cruise makeup and crying and resetting our own props. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, so any desire to kind of get more behind the camera now you've had a little taste of it <laughs> doing it so I mean, that's one reason that I was so thrilled to be a part of this movie in the first place. I've been looking at directing for a long time now and uh, have had the chance to shadow some directors and sort of do some studying in that in that sense. And uh, it was very exciting to, to get a little taste of the practical nature of what that would be. Um, it taught me a lot and it's made my self-tapes a lot more fun because I get to play with lighting a little bit now that I'm auditioning from home. Um, but no, it, it, it's actually, it really has put a, put a fire in me even more so to get behind the camera. I, you know, I don't think I'll ever stop creating characters and telling stories in front of the camera, but as a director, you can, you have so many more tools at your disposal to, to say things and to sort of interpret a story and, and to tell the story in a way. And I'm, I'm excited to try my hand at that one of these days. Yeah, that would be great. Your character in it, Chrissy, is, is I think, fair to say somewhat ditzy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a role we've seen you kind of play with before so how is it to to get to play that sort of blonde kind of airheady sort of spiritually type oh it's great it's great I mean that's what I love about my job is getting to be a chameleon and getting to try different things and transform into different people and luckily when one of your dear friends writes the script they know that you haven't played a character like that and you don't get a chance to do comedy very often And, and it gives you a chance to sort of flex those muscles in a way that you know we don't often get the opportunity to do but I was really excited I I love Chrissy I you know I think she's she's the most 
overcommitted and underinformed person you'll meet. Um, she will commit to the bit till the bitter end. She will 100% dive in the deep end of the pool, even though she knows nothing. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun to to you know play with this character and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of committing, I mean, you obviously have some background in doing stunts and stuff with the other shows you've been on, but I mean, you're really throwing yourself around in this. Was that kind of fun to do, especially as you're doing it on your own in your home? Any kind of knocks on the doors from the neighbours wondering what on earth you're doing in there? Uh, I did give my neighbours a heads up uh, in <laughs> advance. Just go, hey, so I'm going to be running around my house screaming that I can't get out and that I need help. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just leave me be. I'm okay I'm shooting a movie it's fine um so there's that but alternatively you know we were able to call upon some of our our friends from our shadow hunters days some of our stunt performers and coordinators and go how do we do this safely in our home and we got a bit of a, a movie or a video stunt rehearsal but there is certainly a difference um I did have a moment of pause I love stunts I I do most of my own stunts when it's safe to do so on set but um there's a big difference between when you have a stunt coordinator right there holding a mat versus when you put the mat out on the floor and you're alone in your house going, well, if I get a concussion or I break my neck, it's just me here. And they're on Zoom, but, you know, maybe they'll call someone. I hope. We'll see. I hope. Well, let's just try it and see what happens. All a grand experiment. Um, you know, luckily we were all okay. And, and I was warned in advance that I would be the one doing the stunts, given the fact that, again, because Luke and I are friends, he knew that I had stunt masks at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Useful. Yeah, of course. Of course you do. Yeah. I mean, who you does stunt mask weapons and you're just going to, you're going to do all the stuff. I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever you want. Whatever for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so with the, with the knives, that were those things you had lying around, or were you given those? All but the big sword was mine. <laughs> Nick uh, found the the big featured katana and dropped it off at my house from a, a safe social distance. Again, my neighbors probably think I'm crazy at this point because not only am I running around my house screaming, but there's you know random strangers dropping off swords on my front porch. It's you know all all in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, so you knew Luke and Nick on the project. Did you know any of the other cast? Have you actually met the other people in person since or before? Most of them. So uh, Emmy and I have now met in person and we had a lot of mutual friends, but we went on a few hikes after filming just because we lived close and thought, well, this is silly that we haven't actually met in person. Yeah. Clara, I've known for years through Luke. Tim and I have been friends for a really long time as well. And, uh, and I've met Darren since too. So a lot of the cast we've, we've convened, but still some of, uh, none of us have all been together as a group as of yet in person. Um, so I think some sort of either group vacation, rap party, or who knows, maybe an in-person sequel is in order one of these days. <laughs> that would be fun, yeah. Um, the Zoom meetings, which are the sort of, yeah, one of the main backwards and forwards bits in the film, how much of that was scripted compared to how much was improvised? Because there seemed to be a lot of messing around in that. There was quite a bit of messing around. And that's sort of the joy of this filming process is that through the magic of headphones and earpieces, we were all able to isolate our own sound and video and still be on Zoom together. So you still have that chemistry and you have that banter that you would have if you were on set together, but we, it doesn't hinder the editing process in any way. And also you're basically shooting with six cameras. So you have a lot more leeway to get every piece of every ad lib and get everyone's coverage quickly to have time to play. Um, some of my favorite moments in the film 
were completely improvised that one person threw something out there and then the rest of us just followed suit. I mean, the script was brilliant to begin with, but that's sort of the fun of, of having the freedom of process that we did. Yeah. Yeah. It's those sort of little bits of you talking to each other, I think are just so fun. It's also very meta, the movie as well. Um, and, you know, cause you've got these bunch of young actors that are waiting to know whether their kind of, you know, fantasy show is being renewed or whatever. Is that sort of drawing on your own experience to a certain extent? Because I guess you must have been through that process. Yeah, I've been through that process several times. I mean, look, as, as an actor who's worked in television for the last several years, you unless you're very, very lucky, you always end up in a process of limbo at some point. And um, everyone has stories of silly or crazy or wild or nonsensical things that we've done to cope with that uncertainty. But I think something that I realized after is that, you know, even though we don't mention the pandemic in the film at all, there's a bit of a, an allegory there because you have these six people that are dealing with this period of uncertainty and the unknown future that life holds for them. But just so all of us were dealing with the exact same thing at the time and trying to figure out what the world was going to look like six, seven, eight months in the future. And uh, I think it was very cathartic for all of us to handle that uncertainty through these characters and, and give people an escape while still acknowledging the fact that, you know, life gets strange sometimes. And sometimes you got to make a movie. Sometimes you unleash a demon. And sometimes you just end up talking about Alice and Janney. <laughs> <laughs> So just switching tack a little bit, you obviously, you were in the Arrowverse as, as Mia. What are your thoughts about maybe popping back to that world at some point? Because you're still around in the future somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if the opportunity ever arises, I would love it. I, I have no idea what their future plans are or anything of that nature, but um, it's it's a world I love and it's people I love. And, and you know, if they ever need me, I'm here. Yeah, it'd be lovely to see you back at some point because I, I think that was a really interesting kind of setup they left you with. Um, so uh, no, Mia was a very well character and I, I had the best time working in that world it'd be lovely to see you back so one last question for you it's a sort of more general question but uh, if you had the opportunity to work on any TV show so it can be something from the past something present or some sort of future genre that maybe you haven't done yet what would it be? <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's such a difficult question for me. Um, simply because I, there's so many great things happening in television right now and, and across the board. I'd love to do a period piece. I, I keep looking at, you know, Mad Men was one of my all-time favorite shows and things like Game of Thrones, I think are so fun and, and you know, anything in that world. Something entirely different. I, I don't know what I could exactly pinpoint, but also I, I have done a lot of fantasy and I have done a lot of things that are very out of the realm of reality, but, you know, shows like Mad Men and Breaking Bad and, and these shows that are so rooted in the gritty core, or like Ozarks that are so rooted in this kind of gritty coarse reality it would be interesting to explore that side as well given that i haven't gotten the opportunity to do a, a great deal of that either so i'm i'm open as long as the character is interesting and things are it challenges me in a way that's always my prerogative yeah awesome i'd love to see you in something like that that would be really interesting and fun <laughs> thank you for spending a little bit of time to chat it's been uh, lovely to meet you and uh, good luck with what you're doing next <laughs> pleasure thank you so much thanks bye
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.